Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is Wednesday. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. December, what, 20th? In the year of our Lord, 2023? Woo! Only a couple of days till Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you from us, the staff at Liberty Roundtable Live. This is our 202, the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, country. James Edwards with me, co-hosting the broadcast. He does his own award-winning broadcast every Saturday night, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Uh, James Edwards, The Political Cesspool. Say that again, Liz. All right, we got James back now, uh, and he's ready to go. There's so much going on. Uh, one presidential candidate, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, um, I guess is voicing complete support for the, quote, legal ruling, kicking Trump off the ballot. That, in my opinion, is a disgrace because we don't have appropriate legal rulings here. They're claiming that the 14th Amendment uh, the third section or whatever is what, you know, hey, Trump's an insurrectionist, therefore, hey, he can't run for office. I don't care if one court said he's an insurrectionist or not. If he was president, you got to go through the Congress. You say, well, he's not president now. I know, but he was at the time. You say, well, wait a minute, Sam. No, we can't. You can't treat him like a private citizen. So the one court said, yeah, he might have created an insurrection, but um, it doesn't apply to the president. Another court said, oh, yeah, it applies to the president. We're creating all kinds of split intentional rulings. The goal is to go to the Supreme Court. Now you got one candidate totally against it saying, oh, no. <clears throat> um, you can't have Donald Trump be kicked off the ballot. You have another presidential candidate going, oh, yeah, I love it. So Asa, Asa says, I love it. It's great. Well, that, he's doing the worst in the polls. I've probably got more support, and I'm not even running, than uh, Asa, Asa has. <laughs> I, I kid you not, if I announced, I guarantee I'd get that much support. Look, even Mike Pence only had like two or three or whatever percent. I could get that. If you put me on a campaign stage with a couple of those people, I'd start to garner that kind of percent just by my existence, folks. I'm telling you right now, they claim it's not true, but these people have zero support. But one who has decent support and a lot of money, Vivek Ramaswamy now made a press release and a pledge. And the press release and pledge basically said this. I'm going to withdraw from the Colorado ballot and from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is also allowed to be on the state ballot. And I demand that Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same immediately or they will be guilty of tacitly endorsing this illegal maneuver, which will have disastrous consequences for our country, he says. I agree with Vivek, James. Good for him. 
good for this guy. You know, I have never seen a presidential candidate have more fun and do more with a campaign that didn't have a chance of winning as this guy. And I don't mean that that is not a slight, by the way, folks. I, I, you know, I, I like a lot of what this guy says, but he was never going to win. And of course, he was independently wealthy even before he announced, obviously, but he has turned this campaign into a couple of things. Number one, he has raised awareness of a lot of important issues. He has. Yeah, he's uh, done but what Trump the, did, but on steroids, really. But, you know, without the ability, the gravitas, the name recognition, the billions of dollars. I mean, so, right. but yeah, to a, to a, on steroids to one degree and to, you know, a much smaller extent to another degree, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, it's kind of uh, like he, how he, I've been at it longer than both of these guys. And my degree <laughs> may be smaller than theirs, but, you know, it's all a relative discussion of your, of your sphere of influence uh, and who listens exactly. to you. Uh, but the point that I'm getting at is this guy's doubling down, challenging the other candidates. And you know what? I think that's what they ought to do. They ought to just it's simply gr- say, it's Colorado, honest. if you don't want to be part of the presidential elections, then you guys are out. I think I think it's a beautiful stand. It's a principled stand. It's uh, it, it shows moxie. And, and this guy, uh, in addition to raising awareness on some important issues, uh, he has really made a name for himself. I mean, he'll be eating free dinners for the rest of his life as a result of this campaign. He wants to write books. I mean, he's going to be a political player for the rest he's of already, his life. As he's a already a multi-author campaign. of books. Well, I mean, but now he can write an autobiography. You know, he can do all of this stuff politically. Uh, oh, yeah. Talk, even about the campaign. But anyway, but this thing in, in Colorado, you know, we, we touched on it last hour, too. As I said, a small taste, just an appetizer. It's not even an appetizer. It's like the palate cleanser that they bring you at a fancy restaurant. I mean, of the chaos that's coming in 2024, Colorado Supreme Court ruling that uh, President Trump can't appear on the state's ballots in next year's presidential election. Now, again, he they, they have ruled using the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause uh, that he can't appear on the ballot because he led an insurrection, even though it wasn't an insurrection. If it wasn't an insurrection, how could he have led an insurrection? It was unarmed. We, you know, we've talked that to death. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. He's not even up on any charges of of that, though, is he? No, I think no, and I expect the Supreme Court will slap this down. I I don't know if the Supreme Court's going to save him from the over ninety felonies charges that he's facing in D.C., New York, and Atlanta. Uh, I doubt it. But in this one, you know, interestingly, Sam, and this hasn't been mentioned yet today. I think we've mentioned it in other broadcasts, but. A similar lawsuits uh, like the one in uh, uh, Colorado have already failed. I think it's the only legal victories Trump has ever had. There's a handful of states where they tried to pull this uh, across the country. Florida was one. New Hampshire was one. Well, and this others. is exactly why it's going to go to the Supreme Court, because when you have split state decisions on this stuff, it has nowhere else to go, James. Exactly. And so you do have Colorado was the first. I think there was about a half a dozen where it has failed. Florida and New Hampshire. I don't have the whole list in front of me, but uh, it has failed and, and rightly so. But Colorado, they're going to let it go. And, and again, it just goes to the criminality of the court system. What matters in law now? I say it time and time again, folks, you better learn it. The only thing that matters in particularly blue courts is what side you're on. And this thing in Colorado, he wasn't going to win in Colorado anyway, but if they could take him off the ballot, other states are going to be emboldened to say, well, we could take him off the ballot too. Really the whole campaign, though, people you forget how simple these things are really in the grand scheme of things. The whole presidential campaign 
comes down to about five states. Uh, there are some states that are so solidly red, there's no reason for the Democrat to campaign in them. And so solidly blue, there's no reason for Trump to campaign. And it comes down to really about five or six swing states that decide the whole thing for the other 50. And interestingly, Sam, very interestingly, if you want to uh, look to the establishment polls, uh, if the November 2024 election for U.S. president were being held today, this is according to a Bloomberg News morning consult poll, Trump wins every swing state, every one, and by wide margins, plus four in Arizona, plus six in Georgia, plus six, uh, plus four in Michigan. He lost all of those states, of course, in 2020, plus three in Nevada, plus nine in North Carolina, plus two in Pennsylvania, which he lost, plus four in Wisconsin. I mean, I think he wins like every state except for like, you know, uh, Illinois, New York, and uh, California. Uh, that's not much of an exaggeration right now. And I don't know how. Because demographically speaking, it doesn't make sense unless it truly is the economy stupid, as you know the old saying goes, and people are just hurting so bad right now. And I think a lot of independents see this political witch hunt for exactly what it is. It's just state power run amok. Um, persecuting Trump, maybe that's it. But right now, I mean, a lot of lot will happen. God knows in the next year, things we can't even imagine that will change this thing and knock it up up, up on its head. But right now, I mean, Trump wins with like three hundred plus electoral votes. It's not even going to be close if it was held today. I don't know it's, what's going on. It's not going to be close. But I'll tell you what. Let me explain something that you should know. But I'll also be in prison, so that's going to add a wrinkle. Well, and I might be in prison because see, if you say that there's election fraud, <laughs> now they're talking about putting people in prison for saying that. And they've literally, that's what a lot of people have been fined over. That's why Fox had to back off. That's why Newsmax had to back off. Everybody else kind of melted down and chickened out. And all over this issue, uh, Sydney Powell got her head handed to her as well. Everybody, okay, over the, but I'm telling you, my opinion is there's election fraud. Uh, and I think we have enough evidence to prove it, but the Republicans won't take it anywhere. They've proven that already. Even with the new speaker, Mega Mike, he ain't going to do anything with it at all, folks. Nothing. Got it? Okay. Now listen to me carefully. I say, so this is a quote from Sam Bushman now, Sam Bushman, the very spirit of political parties is election fraud, James. You say, why do you say that, Sam? Because I just got my uh, email from my Utah State election people, and they're like, hey, the primaries are coming up. you got to declare your party. You'll be allowed to go to what party um, uh, primary uh, that you're uh, – you know, signed up for. If you're a Republican, you can go to the Republican one. If you're a Democrat, you can go to the Democrat one. If you're one of these other guys that don't need a primary or a runoff, then well, you're kind of on the sidelines, I guess. And, and well, these political parties are not even government entities, James. They're private institutions. They're private organizations. Well, if they're going to basically have these primaries where Trump's kicked off the ballot in Colorado by the court, um, and he can't even participate in a private primary. What does that say? See, that's already fraud. The court's going to get in to the private Amen. party and say you're not able to even be part of that party because we say so. How that's do you a great use point, government? Sam. How do you use government? Um, what are the Amendment 14, Section 3? How do you use that part of the Bill of Rights if you call the 14th Amendment part of the Bill of Rights, whatever? Um, but the, how do you go ahead and skip the break? How do you use that and then say we're going to let that apply to a private party's quote? Divide and conquer to elect whoever they want plan. So in Colorado, you're only on the Republican ticket. Now they're going to say the government says that you can't vote in the private party primary. It's not even the real election, is it? It's just a partisan private runoff, is it not? 
I think you're right about this is that it is election fraud. Just because a state court is doing it, that doesn't make it election fraud because they sanction it? What if the court's criminally corrupt? Which it is. How can you say that he can't be on the ballot because of the 14th Amendment insurrection clause when he hasn't even been charged with insurrection, much less been found guilty of it? So, I mean, just because it's judges doing the corrupting and and, and the fraudulent activity makes it okay? I don't. I mean, yeah. So this is something that's going to have to be sorted out. But I'm just telling you, folks. Uh, again, but I've been listen, saying it all year. If it's a private, it, we're hold on. If calm. it's a private party, and if it's a primary private party, it's a primary runoff. It's not even literally part of the government elections, is it? I see what you're saying too. Well, yeah, because they're going to say each of these parties is the, basically their own organization. It's like a private club, and okay. Um, so if it's a private club, then um, uh, how does the court decide who can run uh, in that private club or not? First of all, well, you know, See, it's a private I mean, club because they can throw people fast, off, right? They can throw people out for not being a bona fide Republican and so on and so forth. You, you can't throw people out from voting, um, you know, unless they're a criminal. But um, but yeah, I mean, parties can yeah, throw you people can. out. So that goes to show all you got to do is say, Sam, you're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat. You don't get to vote in any primary, buddy. You're an well, independent. I, never voted there is no, I don't there. There is no primary for an independent. Is there, James? I don't even. No, they go straight to the general election ballot. Not the only prime. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will tell you this: the only Republican primary I ever voted in was for Ron Paul, and I think that was back in two thousand eight. I don't even vote. But, but I submit to you the that front. these primaries that are privately ran by these private parties that divide and conquer the country—they're vote fraud in their very nature. I How did vote for not? Trump. I take that back. I what if you did the Sam Bushman party, and I had my own party and my own private rules and my own private whatever, and then all of a sudden the courts were then doubling down in defense of me using government language that, that is questionable and everything else, and the courts are jumping into my private party discussions. Isn't that what's happening here? Anything goes, buddy. I mean, anything is going right now. I mean, this is a country that is not based on law anymore. It's not based on God's law or even its own laws. The The law is whoever side you're on. I can't say that enough, especially in a place like Colorado. Yeah. You wouldn't have got a ruling like this in Tennessee. You wouldn't have got a ruling like this in a Republican no question. state. Heck but you no, get a ruling Marshall like Blackburn's this. raising so much money, you'd never get a ruling like that there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All See, that money she would have been. But Vivek Marcia is the only been... one speaking out about this, and he's challenging the other candidates. They're going to remain silent because they don't have the guts to do it. Uh, he's the one that said we need to kick Ron McDaniels or whatever the heck out of the leadership of the Republican Party. No one else backed him in that play either. Well, Vivek is now having another battle of interest, and I bring this up because this is going to rule 2024. Trump and Vivek are going to absolutely control the news cycle. All right? So well, here Vivek's going to be out of it. I mean, the primaries are going to no, be over not. in a couple of months. No, he's not. Just hold on. No, I don't think so, buddy. Vivek's Ramaswamy's response to CNN's Van Jones is quite interesting. So Van Jones attacked Vivek Ramaswamy because Vivek went to the same place over the weekend, last weekend, that Richard Mack went to in Arizona, the Freedom Fest thing, or this 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 whatever fest, okay? Richard Mack did Man on the Street um, reporting and, and got a lot of people's views of the country. I told you that last hour. Vivek was yeah. there. And spoke and got criticized by Van Jones on CNN. So here's the clip from Van Jones, the complaint about Vivek, and then here's Vivek's response. Go ahead, Liz. If you're not getting attacked by Van Jones, you're not doing it right anyway. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. 
and you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. Yeah, but the good thing, Van, you can. <laughs> we demand a government that tells us the truth again in this country. That's what we require. We can handle the truth. That's what it means to be a citizen of this country. <laughs> so I say that on that last debate stage to a bunch of Republicans that are shaking in their boots. These are the things you're not supposed to say in the Republican Party even today. And then you get the mainstream media. You got this character Van Jones on CNN afterwards saying, this is the rise of an American demagogue who's going to live 50 years longer than Trump. This is dangerous. I am shaking. That's what he says. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> At a certain point, <laughs> just shut the f*** up. Van Jones at CNN. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. This is going to control 2024, this kind of interaction. CNN loves it. They get ratings. Um, so, Van Jones, what's, isn't that guy like a communist? Yeah, absolutely that, he that's is. My, I wrote about it in my humble, book. That's my humble opinion. He's, in a, he's a communist. Otherwise, I'll sure get sued, and somehow he'll be able to win. I can't, but he would. Okay, so i got to express my opinion to which I'm entitled. But look, this guy has these communist leanings or whatever, and this guy's going to say, hey, um, Vivek Ramaswamy's a demagogue that's just dangerous for the country. I'm shaking. And, and then one step away from Nazi, what was that statement that he made? Okay, so this Propaganda. guy literally, you're telling me Vivek, this Indian guy. Is peddling Nazi propaganda? James, what is happening right now? Well, I, let me tell you. I mean, yeah, Van Jones has been up to no good for as long as I can remember. I, I cite him heavily in my Racism Schmazism book back in 2010. He's a white-hating zealot, number one. He is a Marxist. He is all of that that you say. But this is, I mean, again, this is it. This is where we're at now. The book was ahead of its time in 2010 saying everything, uh, anything a person says that a uh, a radical, hardcore leftist doesn't like is racism, and a racist is any white person that disagrees with a liberal. I mean, that's been proven so true now, but they've expanded. They've had to keep doubling down and, and making it more and more and more toxic to try to get people to scare, to, to try to scare people away from positions, truly heartfelt and sincere and right positions that people like Vivek have. You got to call them everything now. You got to throw the whole kitchen sink out of them. Racist isn't enough anymore. Everybody's a racist now. Everybody's called that. Uh, it's racist, white so supremacist, neo-Nazi. Hold on, where is this in, first-generation American Indian guy, where is he getting Nazi propaganda from? I mean, I just don't even understand well, the Well, I mean, you know, what the heck are they Sam, talking about? Just, it, 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 doesn't ha it never made sense, and it makes even less sense now than it used to. How about the situation in Memphis, Tennessee last year, about a year ago at this time, Four or five black police officers beat to death a black suspect, and they said that the reason were that these black men were white supremacists, that white supremacy had sort of like infected them just through osmosis, just like the systemic white supremacy, you know, compelled them to beat this guy to death. Now the word on the street is it all happened because they were all dealing drugs. But, uh, and this was like a rival <laughs> dealer. I don't know if that's true, that stuff you hear, uh, but... In any event, and I, I don't know how five, uh, six black people involved in the story, you know, how white supremacy was the culprit, but this is it. So, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't even well, matter. So, they and they're calling my buddy Diego anymore. Rodriguez, who I just had on yesterday, 
who they had baby Cyrus, who was malnutrition. They took him to the hospital, and they had this big old battle with the hospital in Idaho. And now Diego Rodriguez, this guy's a full Mexican. He says, call me a Mexican, even though I'm an American. I just want you to know I'm of Mexican descent, fully Hispanic. The guy speaks perfectly English. He was raised in America. The guy's just like us. He cares about America, but he's Mexican. Or he's, I don't know, Latin or Latino. I don't know what right word to use because I'm, of course, out of step. Whatever word I use is going to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll changed C, by tomorrow. Except for C, Diego doesn't care, though. He's just like, look, I'm like you guys. I care about God, family, and country. They've wronged me. I don't have due process in the courts. Everything I tried to submit in my defense, the judge rejected. I've got facts on my side, but the courts get us nowhere. And I'm now on the run from Idaho so that they don't arrest me. Uh, okay, and then now they're calling Diego Rodriguez, this full Mexican dude. They're calling this guy a white supremacist. James? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they're calling Vivek a Nazi and uh, everything else. Trump, everybody's a Nazi now. It doesn't even matter what race you no, are. No, no, what, no, no, no. If did you're, be if what you're you in the sex it. tape that just got released, you're not a Nazi. You're no, okay. They're fine. Yeah, they're, they're good. You know, in fact, they're only expressing themselves according to the First Amendment. See, I mean, this is how psychotic it has become. But I'm telling you right now, Vivek Ramaswamy and Van Jones, um, you know, I don't blame Vivek. I'm not really appreciative of the swear word publicly. He shouldn't have said that, but I, I get it. Uh, look, Van's totally out of line. They're using their big microphones now to unfair, literally um, create libel, slander. A defamation against Vivek. Where's the evidence of any kind that he's involved in some kind of a Nazi talk or Nazi well, this, positioning? And, or and even if you were, but, don't you have the right to? I'll tell you this: he has um, the right reaction to these people to mock them, uh, to to make them look as ridiculous as they truly are, rather than give their baseless charges credibility by responding to them or denying them or explaining them. He just mocks them. And that's what I've always done, and that's what you have to do. Uh, but above and beyond that, he has a great ability to deliver a message with high energy and charisma, and that's what it takes uh, to really sell the package. You can have the right message. You can have the right uh, positions. Uh, but you got to have the sizzle, too, and he's got it. And so we'll see where he goes. Now, Van Jones is saying he's going to be a major political player for the next 50 years. I don't know about that. I guess we'll see. Uh, but, you know, you certainly not heard the last of him after this, uh, uh, you know, after he bows out of the primary at whatever point. Well, maybe. See, what if he decides to go uh, third party and join uh, RFKJR, buddy? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, because he'll see that for what it is. Although, I think it's great that RFK is doing that. I mean, if he can siphon, maybe that's one of the reasons Biden's performing. You, you got a couple of uh, people left of center who are – you got the no-name party. You got RFK says he's going to run independent. We'll see if that you know holds up. All that can change, of course. Uh, but it seems as though there's more people on the left that are going to be mounting so-called – campaigns than uh, people to the right of Trump to the right of I've decided Trump. that I've decided that if you and I are the nexus of hate anti-government and um, white supremacy in America then Vivek doesn't hold a candle to us neither does oh, yeah. Donald or anybody else maybe me and you should run for president yeah, vice president of the United it. States James maybe we, we throw that hat that. in the ring yeah. We, yeah how do we get the money all these people get a lot of money though well, how do we get the money you, you, you think you need money <laughs> <laughs> oh, I find it. it fascinating. Now, listen carefully. Here's what Steve Scalise is saying, and I couldn't disagree with him more. 
Steve Scalise, chief Republican, says this. We must federally mandate voter identification laws in the United States. James, are you for it? I said that one more time. We must federally mandate voter identification laws in the United States. Well, I mean, you know, anything that the federal government is mandating and, and, and doing for all of the states is probably a bad idea. However, I mean, I don't know exactly what he means James, by that. I mean, we need... It doesn't matter what he means. There's no constitutional authorities. Op is rock crazy. How, how do we get states to check and make sure people are on, on the ballots? You know, that's that, that. how do we get rid of the, these drop boxes that are going to be another well, pop? Let me explain it in, in a couple of ways. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Dave Collins. The U.S. is spearheading a newly formed international task force aimed at safeguarding commercial cargo ships from attacks by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in the Red Sea. Ships and aircraft from multiple nations are and will continue to join the United States in conducting maritime surveillance and taking defensive action as appropriate to protect commercial ships from the threat posed by the Houthis. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby emphasized the unacceptability of recent attacks on merchant ships, stating that they must cease. The Houthi rebels have been actively targeting commercial vessels as a protest against the Israel-Gaza war, causing disruptions in one of the world's busiest shipping routes. Over the next two weeks, airports are expected to be very busy due to the holiday season. The Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, foresees a 6% rise in air travel at airports nationwide during the three busiest days of the holiday season compared to the previous year. These peak travel days are expected to be Thursday, Friday, and New Year's Day. The governor of Texas is facing criticism from the White House for signing a bill that criminalizes illegal immigration at the state level. Look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said the Justice Department is in the process of deciding whether to file a lawsuit against Texas. The new law signed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Monday grants state authorities the authority to apprehend migrants on state charges. This development occurs amid a surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. The United States experienced its largest population growth this year since the onset of the pandemic. The U.S. Census Bureau attributed the increase to a reduction in deaths and a return of immigration to pre-pandemic levels. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations where would you like to go london rome costa rica australia wow that's cheap so why wait call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the u.s or international our prices are so low we can't publish them the only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel it's that easy so call now and start packing 800-215-5141 800-215-5141 
That's 800-215-5141. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, James Edwards. We're talking about just so many things going on. It's not even funny. And we're telling you that it's going to explode in 2024. So you got Vivek Ramaswamy saying, hey, I'm going to uh, just take my name off the ballot. I pledged to withdraw from the Colorado primary, uh, and I challenged all the other candidates to do the same if they're going to take Trump off the ballot. Well, then you got a big old battle between Vivek and whacked out Van Jones, communist in my opinion, literally saying Vivek's spouting Nazi stuff. Um, now you got Steve Scalise saying we got to federally mandate voter ID laws. Should voter ID be enforced in all 50 states, ladies and gentlemen? And here's the problem. You can say, well, how do we deal with this problem if you want to, right? Um, but the problem is the government doesn't have authority. So we can talk about how to solve a problem if you want to. I'm all for that discussion. But I'm not for the discussion of, well, we don't have another way to do it, so therefore we've got to break the law. There's no authority for the federal government to mandate voter ID. Okay, go look at your supreme law of the land. There's no authority. Congress can't just randomly do that. Steve's off his rock crazy. Okay, there are checks and balances. There's rules of the law. Elections are state issues, folks, not federal issues. Look, we have 50 constitutional republics, James. You got to understand that. The limited contract the federal government was given is to chain down the bureaucrats at the professional uh, national level. Okay, and nothing more. The Bill of Rights is to make sure they keep their hands off stuff. Okay, there's no authority here at all. The idea is insane. But that's what this quote go to the Supreme Court is. Just let the Supreme Court and let the federal government decide everything. No voter ID should not be enforced in every state. You say, Sam, how do you deal with it? The answer is you can have local precinct laws that make sure that things are stable and good. It's called a precinct. It's been done for decades. This is nothing new. We don't need to rewrite the whole program. All we got to do is go back to same-day voting, paper ballots, um, uh, vote counts confirmed by the penalty of perjury. In other words, just follow standard uh, international accounting practices for numbers. This is very easy to deal with. But I find it fascinating because now here's what's happening for 2024. So they want to kick Trump off the ballot in Colorado, right? Well, now Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, he's suggesting removing Biden from the ballot in Texas in response to Colorado's Supreme Court ruling. James, what do you say to that? Yeah, that meant, again, love what Ramaswamy is doing. I think you got some good takes on how to tighten the reins on illegal voting. Although, according well, to the polls, off, government mean, always governs best when it's closest to the people, James. That's why that's you go right. to precinct number one. Number two, in your precinct, you've seen almost everybody in your precinct coming and going to and from school, driveways, work, whatever. Uh, you know, unrecognized people are pretty easy to identify when you get down to the precinct level. Most precincts have less than a thousand people. 
Okay, so yeah. it's not very hard to confirm and have an ID at the local level. I have no problem with local level ID laws. What I'm talking about is a federal control takeover of that. They're the ones that have destroyed the elections in the first place. Go back to the precinct level. Skip voting by mail. Have same-day voting. Under the penalty of perjury goes the count. Let's go ahead and just get it done. If you want to have somebody show an ID and document it locally at the precinct level, by all means, you can decide that at the local precinct level, at the county level, at the state level. This is not a federal government discussion, James. How do we say you can murder a baby? That's not the federal government's purview anymore. But by golly, they should make sure you have an ID to vote. What are we thinking, people? <laughs> yeah, and you're right. I mean, and people say, well, how can you, you know, possibly be expected to count all the votes in these, you know, major cities, millions of people? Well, you just have I more just told precincts. You. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, there's more precincts at the bigger cities, folks. That's the thing. It shouldn't take a big city any longer than a rural community. They just to have more people counting the still- precincts, right? Just have more precincts, more more precincts, more places to vote. It shouldn't take you any well, longer to get in and out of the line. precincts are smaller, then it's easier to count, too. Most precincts on the average are about 800 voters. Just so you know, if you have four counters, that's only 200 votes to count per person, James. And you <laughs> exactly. Have you just... four watchers <laughs> under the penalty of perjury verify the paper ballot same-day vote. This is easy to solve. And you can tie it directly, a voter ID, to a... Um, uh, a ballot that has a serial number, and you could tie the two together. You could have absolute clear accountability very easily at the precinct level. You don't need a federal government to do that. What are they going to do? Have a federal government pass a new law that says I have free speech because the one that we have now is not working? See, what are we talking about? We're off our rock. We're crazy. Let's apply the principles, and it's easy, James. Yep, that's it. And uh, yeah, you just have more. Precincts, more poll workers, shouldn't be a big deal, shouldn't take but you any longer. But if we move Biden from the ballot, that ought to do good. Then you might not be able to vote for anybody but Sam and James. Well, that's you know, that's another interesting question. I was going to say it shouldn't take any longer for Chicago to count its votes <laughs> than, you know, Podunk, uh, Arkansas, because, again, right. you, you got more. Uh, Break it down into precincts. Biden. By the way, that's why course, they had precincts in the very beginning for this very reason, James. And talking about vote fraud, I mean, Chicago, I think it's just common knowledge now that there was vote fraud going there back into the you know, 60s and 70s. You know, very famous vote fraud. So, But it can't happen now, of course, if you yeah, say it happens now. Yeah, if you go to CSPOA.org, you, you can see our vote fraud historical video. It's pretty good, by the way. CSPOA.org, a whole video we put together on the history of vote fraud in America, folks. Exactly. It's not a new thing. Uh, maybe it's gotten a little more technical, a little more advanced, but... Um, the uh what was i where was i going with that so we got the vote that's how you counter yeah you just want you just want um uh, biden to be off the ballot in texas then yeah okay no that that, that's it i mean you know biden doesn't know what planet he's on he's saying he's running again he's underwater everywhere i'm not so sure another surprise coming up although it's getting late in the game now because uh, if iowa moved it's uh caucus uh, up any sooner it would happen like the night after the election in the previous cycle i think the the presidential election votes in the primaries are going to start being tallied in a couple of weeks iowa has there has moved theirs up now to what early to mid january so that it's going to really kick off primary season Uh, so i guess biden is going to be their their nominee but he's so upside down right now and so disliked even by the Democratic voters. Well, they even say Jill now is having to step up and control his schedule because he just can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, So 
I, I, but uh-huh. I, I guess it's too late now to, to to replace him because it's... If we get enough people removed from the ballot, like I say, Sam and James could run and we could do pretty well. We could just manage <laughs> to stay on the ballot there. Um, anyway, enough of that. I want to get to this story before the end of the hour. Only white people are racist. Now, this, we've talked about this, you know, race theory or whatever you want to call it, um, whatever that, look, only white people are racist. If you're white, you're systemically racist. You don't even know it. You're so racist. It's, it's in your DNA. If you're not white, you can't be racist. It's impossible. This is the, uh, the teaching that they've done, this race educational lie. They've been teaching your children at all levels of schools for decades now without us really realizing it. When mom went down to the school board to find out, she found out and freaked out, and then the FBI started attacking mom. Nevertheless, only white people are racist. IBM at the center of all this. IBM issues um, what they call, what is it called? Illicit? Illicit co- uh, commandments? What are they called, James? It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's in quotes, only... so I don't know what it means. Well, don't Illicit pay to find out. Commandments? We like the Ten Commandments, no king but Jesus type of thing here around. Uh, amen to that. But uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> a legit commandment. And what, okay, so this, F, uh, this IBM Guidelines to Employees press release highlights it. James, cover a little bit of this if you can. What is happening? Well, I'll tell you this. It seems to be taking place throughout the technology sector. There was a court ruling here just uh, within the last couple of days, Sam, in addition to the story you're bringing about at IBM, that purposefully hiring fewer white men is not discriminatory. So you have a court that has now ruled that if it is in your stated practice to not want to hire white men, that that is not discriminatory. So actual discrimination based on race is not discrimination if the victims are white men. And IBM's got a similar policy here, and it's really going on throughout uh, this uh, workforces like tech, like finance, which uh, traditionally has been, uh, you know, a white man's playground. Uh, but now you can really stick it to them, and it's not discrimination according to a court. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> now that's the problem. Again. So now IBM puts together, and this is the word that I didn't know. I had to look it up because I'm not very smart. You go ahead, skip the break. Ellaship. A-L-L-Y-S-H-I-P. Ellaship commandments. It's in quotes. And so they're using this on purpose. What does that word mean? Um, it's the state or condition of being an ally and or in support of another person. Oh, so, allyship. No, okay, allyship or allyship. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I just didn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. See now I didn't realize either. Now that I kind of understand that I can apply the ally part to it, like you did. But at first, it was just. It's in yeah, quotes. No, it I, just I, says illicit commandments or allyship. Um. Anyway, like only friendship, white people but are ally. racist. That's right. That's right. Anyway, allyship commandments are what they're called, and so IBM's Red Hat division—that's the Linux division issues these, quote, 10 allyship or allyship commandments to employees. Andrew Chapanos has the story, and this is crazy. It literally is a manual from one of these big woke companies that literally says, hey, you are white, you are a racist. You are not white, 
You're not a racist at all. And there's no way around it. And they're literally now publishing this. And employees have to obey, agree to, and be part of these, quote, allyship or whatever, ten commandments to even work there. James, you're gone. Yeah, so I'm reading here again from this story you sent me. I could only read, unfortunately, the teaser because Glenn Beck wants me to pay five bucks to read the rest. But IBM subsidiary Red Hat allegedly uh, issued a series of commandments. And believe me, these weren't given to Moses, uh, to employees that they must follow and accept as fundamental truths. So you have to, you know, this is this is taking on a religious-like nature here, Sam. You have to, uh, to work for this company, this IBM subsidiary, you have to uh, join this religion and accept these commandments as fundamental truths before you can be hired, or at least pretend to accept them, including one of the commandments is, one of the fundamental truths is, that only white people can be racist. Now, this is something that investigative journalist James O'Keefe, um, formerly of Project Veritas, now of the O'Keefe Media Group, has uncovered. And that, that's a, a side issue that I would just like to mention very quickly here. Uh, James O'Keefe, people like James O'Keefe, and even Julian Assange, frankly, why are they reduced to the fringe? They are actually doing the job that journalists, you, you would have thought, would have done, ferreting out the truth, the hard facts, the who, what, where, when, and why, no matter, without political consideration. Uh, this is a huge story. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for a moment if a black person had to, in order to get a job at a at a company, had to say that only black people can be racist? That's one of the things you have to sign on that you believe. That's one of your commandments of working here. Um, allyship commandments. Uh, of course not. Of course not. And then you have, unfortunately. Not just companies, but you have courts now saying, yeah, only only white people can be racist. And not only that, it's it's okay to discriminate white men on the, for no other reason. Not job performance, not background, not uh, criminal record, not anything that would normally go into weighing whether or not a person is a good fit for a particular position. But if they're a white male, you can discriminate against them. There was some old hag that was the head of a company who gave a mandate to her company. All of this is happening within the last few days. These are all separate issues. But a woman said there will be no huge company. Don't have it up in front of me right now. But she said no one can hire any more white men unless she alone approves it. So all of the under underlings under her, all of the different departments, if you're even looking at a white man, you better not hire him unless she approves it first. Of course, she's not going to. That's the whole point. So what is this, Sam, if not what they call institutional and systemic racism? It is exactly well, that. It's, it is. It's reverse racism, and Vivek is the only one that has the guts to speak out against it. Now, the alleged internal document, as you know, called titled uh, Allyship Commandments, included a subheading stating this, quote, your allyship commitment accepts these fundamental truths. James, uh, this is James O'Keefe releasing all this stuff. And you look at this and you just go, are you kidding me right now? This is IBM. And here's my question. They say, according to the program that's alleged to be practiced at the company, um, they want to advocate for people with less privilege. And you must never question the reality of our ally, black friends and colleagues. 
Only white people are racist. I don't know how to respond to all this, James, except for then they're calling me a racist. And Where then, is the let me Southern tell you Poverty something. Law Center to deal with this IBM thing? This is reverse racism against white people. I'm for no racism. I'm for saying that we're all God's children. Let's behave like it. We can all freely associate with who we want to. Uh, and God made us all. Can't we move on? But they will yeah, not see, let this go, James. And this is this is another thing, Sam, that will come at this point, at this late in the game, this late stage of the game, will come as no surprise to anyone listening. But if you have a problem with white people being discriminated solely because of their race, that also makes you a racist. If you want equal rights for all, special privileges for none, you're a racist. If you speak out against this as, and call it for what it is, racism, anti-whiteism, you're a racist. And, uh, and for that and so many other reasons, of course, they again, it just means anything you do or say that a liberal doesn't like. But, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just so obvious. I don't even I mean it's, 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 it's almost painful to have to find a way to describe it to the audience because it is so self-explanatory. But I can't believe this now. You got this allyship. I, I, I just didn't realize the word at first. I didn't have it in context, hey. and so it's weird. But this and, allyship Ten Commandments, what does that mean? Am I a forced ally of somebody? James? I'd like to know what the other ones, uh, the other nine commandments are. But the first one is only whites can be racist and discriminating against whites is, uh, is cool. I told but you another to one join... is that you, you have got to realize that these people are your allies. Try to build an organization, folks. You, you, you don't like the double standard. You don't like the hypocrisy. You don't like racism of any kind. Build an organization that, that is that is sort of like uh, the NAACP, except for these people who are truly being discriminated against in society, and, and see how far you get. See if the media accepts you as uh, uh, on, on the playing field of political ideas. Or see well, if you while get this is going on, Pope Francis now says, hey, it's cool for priests to bless same-sex couples, James. This is no different than the Southern Baptists or the uh, the Mormons or anybody else. They're all embracing this transgender, woke, same-sex stuff. The churches aren't standing up against this that I see anywhere. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to mention it on uh, the, the program, uh, my program this weekend. You know, the old joke... <laughs> You know, going back for as long as anybody can remember, is the Pope Catholic, you know, supposed to be like a rhetorical question? Obviously, yes. Now, I guess the answer is obviously no. I mean, because this isn't even something where it's open up to interpretation. Uh, this is so clearly forbidden by God in the Bible that it's just there's no way you could have gotten this wrong unless you just don't care and you're just not a Christian to begin with. Leviticus 1822 you shall not lie with a male as with a woman it is an abomination i i just don't see but the pope says okay well yeah sure let's bless homosexual unions and relationships no fine with me no big deal but then he tries uh, you, to say but hey don't 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 call it marriage don't uh, misconstrue or we're just trying to know that god loves everybody the problem is the mixed message is a slippery slope that eventually you will lose james well, you I mean, not who get in bed with the enemy and expect it to go well? Well, and what, how else is anybody? 
going to interpret this. Of course, God loves everyone, but there are punishments for sin, and, and sin you know, should, is a behavior that should be corrected. It's, it's one thing we sin every day. It's one thing to live in it perpetually. And not only this, it, you know, with a lot of homosexuals, if ever you watch American Idol or any of these reality shows, when they do the breakaway interviews, I see it time and time again anytime there's a homosexual on uh, any of these reality shows, not just singing competitions. We were watching uh, an, another show, um, whether it be uh, Survivor or whatever, any, any, any show like that where you have participants you know, competing in a challenge. Anytime you have a homosexual participant, the entire breakaway interview is always about their perversion, the fact that they are homosexuals, how hard it was to come out. Their whole identity is wrapped up in their perversion, and it's really all they talk about. Uh, and so, again, when you're signaling something like this, you're not it's signaling the only thing that, that, that defines them, it seems. It, it, it does seem that way. Now, I don't know if that's just the editors, you know, doing this to push push a narrative or, or to push this on people. And maybe they talked about other things, too. But I noticed that every single time and I always pointed out, you know, he, he's going to talk about this or she's going to talk about this. And sure enough, that's the whole thing. Like nothing else in their life um, is, is worth mentioning. And, and so when the Pope does something like this, I mean, it's not you're not going to read between the lines. Oh, well, he's just saying God loves everybody. You're not going to read that. You're going to read that this is is not only not an abomination. It's not even a sin. And in fact, it's really something they're no different than you and I. And, and the point is, yes, we all sin every day. But if you are living perpetually in sin and you're unrepentant for it, you know, how can that be welcomed in into a church body? That's the thing. And, well, and, and really virtually embraced too, by, the by the nature, though. In other words, when you do this, you act like you're being inclusive, but what you're really doing is embracing their behavior. Meanwhile, Rudy Giuliani exactly. gets a $150 million defamation suit, fine or whatever. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's coming off every which way, six ways from Sunday, and how long they can keep uh, this whole society stuck together with bubble gum and duct tape uh, i don't know uh, but even some of the protestant denominations here just very quickly on this i mean the southern baptists you know certainly have a hardline stance against homosexuality but they at least in terms of their uh not really doctrine and mission and statement but not really because well at, at, at in the pews that they in the pews they do in the real southern baptist in the small southern baptist churches the average churchgoers is, is, is just a good christian solid person but the the, the president of the southern baptist convention sort of trying to uh, uh, soften uh, the stand on this, said, you know, when it comes to homosexuality, God only really whispers about it in the Bible. It's not even that big of a deal. It's not like a, you know, a real sin. It says right here, it's an abomination. I mean, how much louder could you be about that? Thou shalt not. It's an abomination. I, I don't know. I, mean, I <laughs> But, um, again, anything goes. And you've yeah, got almost no back leadership. To let me read the scriptures for you and tell you what they say, James Plan. Yeah, but I, I mean, but how could thou shalt not? It's an abomination. But then they get it's okay. He says it's okay here. You see, um, I don't know, but yeah. So that you've got that going on with the churches. You've got the courts out of control. You got uh, the government out of control. You got the stuff going on in in the in the Senate uh, that uh, nobody should ever see, um, and that's just the beginning of it. Whites openly discriminated against codified in company policy and in court uh, precedent now and then anybody who agrees with any of our views about god family or country 
They're white supremacists, too. They're the bad guys. A.K.A. Yeah. the Mexican guy, Diego, um, that I told you about, uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's not even white. Of course, he's a Nazi now. See, these people have lost them. Anytime you disagree with their, quote, communist, socialist, um, whatever perverted agenda, then you are somehow, and they'll they'll create a label for you, and then what they'll do is they'll get in bed with the government to go against you. And that's what we see here and, and, happening and Sam, to us and, right now. And this is, a, this is key, too, that people need to know. You could not, according to our opponents, you could not possibly have a legitimate reason as to why homosexual behavior is not good for society, whether it be the diseases, the fact that it's a natural... I've got a gazillion I mean, reasons. Let's debate right, it on I'm the national saying, stage, shall we? But they, they, they're always just going to say it's... You're homophobe. And see, the word phobia, I mean, you're scared of them. I'm not scared of them. It's just there's certain aspects of that lifestyle. I want to keep it at arm's length from my family, and I can go into that uh, for as long as you want. But you're, you're, you're homophobic. You're just scared of them. You're just really, you're just ignorant. You don't understand that that's just as good or perhaps even better than your, your, your lifestyle of a, a heterosexual nuclear family type of thing. You're intolerant, really. You really just, at the end of the day, you actually, you just hate them. You're scared of them. You hate them. You're ignorant. And that's all. You don't have any legitimate reasons why this shouldn't be allowed or championed by society or why it might not be healthy and why it not, might not produce all God wins, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget it, and I want to stay on his side. That's all there is to it. <laughs> well, amen to that. Okay, and I would love to debate any of these topics with any of these people. I'm not afraid of gay people or afraid of people that are transgender. I realize they're God's children. I can be kind and gentle to them as individuals, but I do sure. not need to agree with the lies. I do not need to agree with the falsehoods and the misrepresented reality. God created male and female. Science backs that factual, evidential reality check. You will not be able to convince me, no matter how much you can get away with lying and deceive society, I will stand strong and say God made men and women. And he ordained the traditional family, which is one man, one woman, married with fidelity to one another, welcoming children to the earth. That's God's plan to bring to pass the eternal life and immortality of man. God loves us, wants us to return to him, and we can. that is possible. And everything else is a distraction from that eternal goal that God has given all of his children. You know what? If you love me, keep my commandments, says the Savior. He's the Prince of Peace. And then he says, follow me, James. Come follow me. And that's the solution. Folks, I got to say one thing as the music begins to play. It's the season of hope and goodwill. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. It's also the season of giving. And you can give to Marsha Blackburn. You can, Rudy Giuliani needs $150 million. But why don't you go to LibertyRoundTable.com. There at the top right corner, beautiful green button that says, help us grow. Sam Bushman deserves it. The work of this radio network deserves it, and it can't continue without you. 2024 is going to be the biggest year on record. You need voices like Sam's. LibertyRoundtable.com. Thank you, Sam. Politicalcesspool.org, ladies and gentlemen. LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.